Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. We've been looking as a City Point Church at a theme over the last month uh, called Moving Into the Future. And who's excited about the future of their lives? Because we all have a bright future if you put it in God. Because God has a plan for our lives, and there's no doubt about that. But when we do things unto ourselves, when we do things in our own ability, it tends to go in circles. I don't know if anyone's noticed that. We We might get promoted at work, or something good might come into your life, but the joy inside, the happiness, the peace inside is still a journey in our lives. But when we live a life and we outwork a life that Jesus has for us, He brings a level of fulfillment of peace, of joy inside of us that fulfills us beyond anything we can do in ourselves. So this is what moving into the future is about. Now, um, I prepared this message especially for you guys, but I did release it in a soft way this morning at City Point, Moray Field, and um, I gave them a a different version of it, but I, I truly, I sought God for a word just for you. So can I encourage you, have an open heart tonight, an open mind, um, open your spirit, man, to receive something fresh just for you tonight. But I've titled tonight's message, The Chosen Choose, The Chosen Choose. And this has been speaking to me for six months. And um, I, preached a, I preached a message at Morayfield six months ago and um, called I Am Chosen. And um, it comes out of the scripture I'm about to read to you guys, but I said one divine, amazing statement in my message. I said, the chosen choose. And that thought has stayed with me now for six months. And I've actually been using it as a mantra in my life. If I want to be chosen, I need to choose. And if I want to be chosen in life, I need to choose. And and we're going to have a look at this. So is it okay to read 14 verses of the Bible in a PM service? Are you guys good for that? So this is Jesus talking. So they're pretty important words, all right? So Matthew 22, 2 to 14 says this. It's a good story, so stay engaged. The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding and, um, and they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants saying, Tell those who are invited, see, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, my fatted cattle, and killed them. And all things are ready, come to the wedding. But they made light of it and went their way, one to his own farm, another to his business. And the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. Verse 7, but when the king heard about it, he was furious And he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burnt up their cities. Then he said to the servants, the wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore, go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not put on the wedding garment. He said to him, friend, 
how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servant, bind it to the servants, bind him up hand and foot, take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then he says this, for many are called, but few are chosen. Let me tell you, the difference between the called and the chosen is a choice. It's free will, activating our free will. See, it's easy for us in life to say people have obviously been chosen by God. But the truth is, is God calls all of you. We are his sons and daughters. Do you believe that? He, he thought of you before you were in your mother's womb. He had a plan for your life, a destiny for your world. And so he has called every single one of us. But the chosen people are those who choose him. The chosen people are the ones who make the choice to follow God. And we can follow this pattern through every area of our life. So the chosen choose. The chosen choose. Our choices form our identity. And this is the word that I have for people here tonight. Your identity. Our choices form our identity. You need to hear this tonight. So our choices are amoral. So we've got bad choices that we can choose, positive choices that we can choose. Whatever you choose will form your identity. How the world will perceive you, how your friends will perceive you, how God will perceive you, how the devil will perceive you. Our choices form our identity. Now we are all born to be sons and daughters of God. Who, who knows that that's good news right there? But if we don't choose the things of the Lord, but we choose the wrong things in our life, whether it's our thought patterns, whether it's our heart motive, whether it's the actions we do, the people we hang around, these things, these decisions will form the identity of who we are. And did you know this? Did you know that God has a plan for your life for you to be his witness? See, the, the, the world doesn't know God except through you. The world does not know the love of God except for the love of God that you show them. The world does not understand what it's like to live as a Christian except for the way you conduct your life, the way we speak, the way we uplift our friends, the way we talk about life, the, the, the things that we ponder on in our, in our thoughts, our habits, our behaviors. All of these show somebody something. All of these things show the world around us something about who we are and the God that we serve. So God has given us an amazing power. Did you know that? He's given you an amazing power in your life to be a witness. And that's not about saying, I'm a Christian. It's about living the life of a Christian, making those choices that are identified in the Word of God. Do you believe that tonight? So the chosen choose. Verse 8 of what I just read said, But those who were invited were not worthy. See, they weren't worthy because they rejected God's invite. They rejected the king's invite. Jesus makes us worthy. It's not um, decided upon us by our past. Whether you're worthy or not here tonight of God is not decided upon you about from the actions that somebody has done that you didn't ask for. You know, maybe when you're a child, things happen to you in your world that you never asked for, you never gave permission for. 
But did you know that these things that come into our worlds, if we accept them, they will form our identity, but we don't have to accept those things. We can allow our identity be formed by the Word of God. Amen. So it's not our past. It's not our shame. It's not our guilt. It's not the people's opinion around us. It's not what has happened to us. But built inside you and I is the strength to choose God's invitation for forgiveness and restoration. God has put out an invitation through Jesus Christ, not just for you and I to be saved, but for you and I to be restored, for you and I to be healed. You know that mind battle that you've been working so hard to break? To, to take the power off, Jesus comes into our life and the blood of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb can wash you tonight and He can break the power of that mind battle that you've been dealing with for years. You know that addiction that's going on in your world and every time it comes up in your life, you know, every week that, uh, that thing comes up in your world and you, you inside you're just crying out that this addiction would be broken. You've tried everything. We all have things. You know, here's, here's something cool to understand. So everybody has addictions. So the objective isn't actually to get rid of addictions in your world. Did you know that? So often we try so hard to get rid of addictions in our world. And because we fail to do so, our self-esteem goes down. The enemy comes in, says you're not worthy, worthy of God and his forgiveness and his restoration in your life. And we're in this circle. But the trick isn't to get rid of addictions. The, the trick is, is to uh, uh, change what that addiction is or to put that addiction in a direction. So let me give you an example. You can choose to open the computer screen or you can choose to open the Word of God. That's simple. You can choose to listen to that music that you know makes you angry every time you listen to it or you can choose to put on praise and worship. The choice is yours. The chosen people choose the good choices. So it's our choice what we're going to allow around our world and in our inner man that's going to form the identity that we live out of. Does that make sense? In verse uh, 11 says that the king came in to see the guest. He saw a man there who did not put on the wedding garment. What this represents for us is is our identity, but what we have to understand here is that culturally, back in those days, when you went to a wedding, you didn't have to take your own good, good three-piece suit to the wedding. So the king would always provide the garment for the guest. So what this represents in the Bible is our identity and our decisions. In other words, we say, the way that I am living my life is the best decision and the way that I want to live. So much so that you can come into the king's presence and you say, no, nah, I don't want the garment because this is the way I represent myself. We all probably heard this before, maybe even done this before. This is my image. I've worked really hard. I get this. I used to have long hair down to my butt. And, um, and it, it formulated part of my identity. And cutting it off was like the biggest deal in my world. And I remember actually having mind battles. I was a good Christian. I think I might have even been a pastor at this point. And um, I had these massive mind battles. And I remember looking in the mirror saying, how are people going to see me without this hair? It's formed my identity as a musician. 
it formed my identity as cool, as, you know, it's just, it's, you know, a cool pastor, and it's just formulated, I had it since school, formulated my identity. And so much so that when I realized that I wanted to move into a new role of being called as a pastor and to represent, you know, and to be received in a family service with cross generations and all that, I was starting to look at my hair and just going, you know what, I'm actually thinning out, starting to get old and get that, you know, the jagger thing going on with see-through, you know, scalp thing going on. And it didn't suit where I was moving in life. But I was holding on to something that I worked so hard for. And did you know that sometimes in our life, in our business, in our jobs, you know, with our relationships in school, in university, all of our relationships, we work so hard on our identity. I know that I'm speaking to everyone here right now. We work hard on our identity. But then we come into the king's courts or we come into the church where the the Lord God Almighty is and he has a great plan for you to take you to new places he has a greater plan that you've ever than you've ever imagined for your life or for your world and so he takes us on this course but we have a a tension in our world of identity an identity clash to be identified as a child of God or to be identified as the man or woman that I've worked so hard to formulate for myself so we have this clash so in this story In verse 11, this is an identity clash. And then we read what the king said. The king said that you don't want to take on the royalty that I'm about to put on to you, but you're prepared to come into my courts and eat at my table. You're prepared to come in and eat my food. I'll break this down. I'll just just break, break it down to another level. You're prepared to come in and call yourself a son and a daughter of God. You're prepared to rock up on Sundays and receive the anointing of the Holy Ghost from heaven. You're prepared to come in and pray for healing of my body. God, restore my mind. But we aren't prepared to change our identity into his identity. See, Paul said in the book of Galatians that those who are uh, Christ have crucified their flesh with their passions and their desires. And what this means is, is we look at this word crucify and we get a bit weeded out. We get a bit scared about this verse because, well, God just wants me to give everything. You know, God wants me just to sacrifice myself, you know, pick up my cross daily. And what does he want to nail me to the cross? This is the truth about the scripture is God has a plan a purpose that you can't even dream of without him. He has a vision for your life and for my life that we can't even fathom in our imagination without the presence of God in our world. He has a new level for you tonight. He has a new level for us as we are moving into our future and looking at 2020. He has a new something for you that you may not yet have imagined or it's a dream that you had when you were young but you've put aside and it's faded away. Maybe you can't even remember that dream anymore. I had a dream as a 12-year-old child to be a pastor. Took me till I was 38 years old to get my own church. Talk about a, a dream on the shelf. But God's ways are higher than my ways. And over all these 20 plus years, he has been formulating my identity so that I am identified as a man of God. And you can do the same too. Do you believe that? God has something great for you. The chosen choose. You know, I I talk about this scripture 
Uh, for many are called, but few are chosen. And I like uh, this analogy of a basketball team. So I struggled with this scripture, to be honest, for many, most, most of my life. And um, about five years ago, I was driving the car and God just put something in my mind that helped me understand the scripture. And it was a basketball team. And um, so in, in the schoolyard, we have basketball teams, you know, five players, and then you've got your bench. And in the schoolyard, we often call everyone, you know, do you want to play basketball at lunch? And everyone's like, yeah. So everyone's called. So they're all called. They come to the court. And then you get your two captains. Everyone lines up and you choose five for your team. The chosen ones are the people that practice shooting hoops at night when they go home. The chosen ones are the ones that know the, the rules for the game. The chosen ones are the fittest ones, the tall ones, the ones that look right, that have the shoes on. They're the chosen people. See, many are called, but few are chosen. So we all get called to play basketball, but only five will get chosen for your team. Now, I'm not saying that only five of us here tonight will get chosen, but what I am saying is that the chosen choose. The chosen choose to rehearse. The chosen choose to be on the creative department because they put their funds into their, into their talent with lessons. They get the good gear. They're the ones that go home and, and while we're out there shooting hoops, they're in their bedrooms practicing the same scale over and over and over. And maybe you never get it like me, but you know, you just keep going at it until you get some, something else in your tool belt. But the chosen choose. If you want to preach one day, go to Bible college. That, that, was, that was it for me. If you want to preach the word of God, show yourself proven unto God, which the scripture says, and get the theology and the doctrines correct. So the chosen choose. If you want to be a business person, you have to read some business books. If, if you want to get the girl, guys, you've got to learn to treat girls like gold. If you want to get the girl that is gold, learn to treat girls like a goal. See, the, what we choose in our world will determine the outcomes of our world. I have to say it's a little bit quiet out here tonight. <laughs> Is there any youth in the house? There's a few. <laughs> you know, Abraham, you know, um, you know, Israel in the Bible. So we call Israel the chosen people. And um, it started with Abraham. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then God changed Jacob's name to Israel. So this is how we get um, Israel, the, the chosen people. And when Abraham was called by God, Abraham was led with a decision. He had to choose to identify himself with God, to lay down himself and pick up the cross, so to speak, or lay down his life and to follow God and everything God see. See, Abraham's father used to make idols. They used to, Abraham's family used to uh, worship all the idols of the day, of the land. They had idols for everything, completely insane. And so they used to worship these. Now, the family business was that they would make idols. So wooden idols, I don't know, maybe they made sand idols or something like this. But they used to sell it to all the people so that they can worship different gods. Now, Abraham, God called Abraham one day, and when he called him, he said, for you to follow me and to fulfill the destiny that I have for your world, for your life, I need you to give up everything that you know, everything you've been taught. I want you to give up your mindsets. I want you to give up your habits. 
I want you to give up the things that have formed your identity. He even said, I want you to give up your family, your relatives, everybody that you lived with. He called Abraham to, uh, uh, to bring his life before God because God had an amazing plan. Did you know here, church, tonight that God has an amazing plan for your life? For every single one of us here tonight, God has an amazing plan for us. He's put it in seed form inside of us. Before we were born, he put that vision, that dream. I don't know about you. Does anyone ever uh, been living life, but you had a dream inside your heart when you were young, but it's not yet fulfilled? Is there anyone? Just show of hands. Is there anybody like that? And I'm um, always like that. And you know, God has placed seeds in every one of our... Does anyone's imagination ever just go a little bit wild and you start to imagine yourself doing crazy things for God? Does anyone ever have that going on? Or, or maybe in your business, maybe you're a business person here tonight, and you just start to every now and then just sort of you wonder in your mind, daydreaming, and you just go on and you just start thinking and imagining these insane things that the business could be doing around the world. Does anyone have that in their world? You know what? These things are from God. He placed them inside of your spirit, man, before you were even born. And God has a plan to see how wild would it be if, like Abraham, we could get ourselves to a point of laying everything down for God, allowing God to form our identity and the, the man and the woman that we are here tonight. God wants to do that with you. Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe that God could do that with you tonight? Let me tell you, every person here tonight has inside of you the strength and the courage to take steps towards the things that God has for you. I believe that 100%. I want to just tell you a, a, a story a bit, a bit closer in history. And um, it's about a person now, this young guy, or, or not so young, he was born in uh, about 1915, and this is around the 1940s. He's a great evangelist, but he had a, an evangelist friend about three years older than him. And you might know him as Charles Templeton or Chuck Templeton. So this is his evangelist friend. Now this guy, the papers back then, so this is just after World War II. And um, back then they had like the newspapers and they had articles and magazines and things like that. And the radio was really big back then. And it was said that Charles Templeton was going to be the biggest evangelist that history has ever, ever seen. And so this was Charles Templeton. Now, he was, him and this other evangelist were filling out entertainment centers, like stadiums just full of thousands of people. And get this, he would get up and preach the word of God and hundreds upon hundreds of people would come every single night and give their lives to God. But the whole time while he was preaching, he was actually doubting whether he believed in God or not. How crazy and insane is that? Let me just tell you something about the Word of God. The power of the Word of God doesn't need you and me for its power. Never, never think that God needs to partner up with you or I in order for this to have power that will transform a person's life. God chooses to partner up with you and I because He loves us because he wants to work in unity with us, and he wants us to be transformed and transformational people. 
So He chooses to work with us, but the Word of God stands on its own. The Word of God is power. The Word of God is authority. The Word of God is truth. Jesus said that He is the way, the truth, and the life. And did you know that before Jesus came, He was the Word in heaven? The Bible says the Word became flesh. He is the living Word. This is the Word of God. It stands on its own. It's powerful. And so Chuck Templeton was preaching the Word and people's lives were being transformed. And the whole time in his mind and in his heart, he's having this tension, is the Word of God true? Now, he finished school around grade nine, so quite uneducated. And he just kind of landed into ministry. And, um, and so he decided to go to uh, Princeton College, Theological College. And with this doubt in the book of Genesis, so the days of creation, can I just encourage you, like, the Hebrews say that the whole Bible, is the foundations of it is on Genesis. And you can even break that down a little further and say the whole foundation of Genesis is on chapter 1 of Genesis. Okay, so Chuck was struggling with the days of creation. Can I encourage you, if you struggle with the days of creation, just move on. Okay, it's not the biggest deal in the world whether it was made in seven days or 7,000 days or 70,000 days, just doesn't really matter, okay? It's true, he created you and I and has a plan for us, okay? Created the universe and the world and he holds the world in his hand. It's all good, doesn't matter how many days it was. But Chuck struggled with this. So he went to college and um, when he came out of college, his theology just got really messed up. And, um, and so without the Holy Spirit, this is what happens. When you read the Bible... You sit down in your bed at night, you open the pages, say, Holy Spirit, bring revelation. Because without the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that His Word is foolishness. Did you know that? Without the Holy Spirit, the Word of God is foolishness. We cannot understand it. And this was Chuck Templeton. Went to college, got his theology messed up, came out, and he denounced Christ. And then this friend of his that was three years younger... He, Chuck, tried to change his perspective as well. And so his friend's out there, and um, he's leading people to God every single night. And his friend said this one night in prayer. He said this to God. He said, Father, I'm going to accept this as thy word by faith. I'm going to allow faith to go beyond my intellectual questions and doubt. And I will believe this is your inspired word. This man was Billy Graham. This man was Billy Graham. Known to change millions of people's eternity through God using him. Let me say this. The chosen choose. Billy Graham chose faith for what he didn't understand. You don't need to understand the call of God in your life to say yes to the Lord. You don't need to understand how it's going to work to go to college, how the finance. When I went to college, God supplied $200 a week for 12 months for me. And we didn't even know it until we got to the end of the year and Melanie did the balance, our new budget for the, for the next year. And we went, oh my goodness, $200 a week for 12 months we were behind making our bills. Never once did we question money for 12 months. In fact, more than that, I didn't even change my lifestyle of blessing people. I didn't even change my life. There, there were a few times where I had five bucks. It's one coffee. 
So I'd buy someone a coffee and I'd just say, ah, it's all good, I'm having water at the moment. There were those times. But never did I have to change my lifestyle. You do not need to understand, you do not need to know what God has for you. All you need to do is submit. We say yes to God and we choose God beyond anything in our lives. Yeah, come on, let's give God a shout of praise. He has amazing plans for you. You know, as you move into your future, will you choose God's way? I just want to encourage you, will you choose God's way? See, the chosen choose to allow their identity be covered by God and His love. The chosen choose to practice pure mindsets, encouraging talk, wholesome relationships. The chosen choose to say yes to God no matter what it requires of them. The chosen choose to live by faith that God accepts them, loves them, and is for them. I want you to listen to that right now. In the identity, I really felt there's people here tonight. And you need to hear these words. Have faith that God has chosen you, that He loves you, and that He accepts you in spite what you've done, what you've said in your past. Can I encourage you, don't allow the enemy to dictate your future according to your past any longer. God has a future for you that the enemy has no authority over. He has no authority over. He cannot rob us of it. It's all good. Don't worry about them. He cannot rob us of this. We are the ones that give the power away. Make the choice today to say, stay faithful to God and His Word. He has a plan for you. He has a seed inside of you. He wants to see that tree get its roots deep and its leaves come out and its fruit blossom in your life. Amen. I just want to finish with washing you in some of the words of God. I want to tell you tonight that God is the restorer of the brokenhearted. He is gracious and He is loving. That He is able to forgive you of anything able to take the pain of your past away. He is able to fill you with hope, with peace, with vision, with purpose, and with joy. God says that you are more than a conqueror, that you are no longer a slave to your past, that you will be blessed as you come in the name of the Lord, that you are chosen, and when we are weak, He is strong. Amen. When we are weak, He is strong. If you believe it tonight, just give God a shout of praise in this place. Let God be your strength here tonight in Jesus' mighty name. I believe this. I believe that your best days are ahead. Your best days are ahead. God has something for you that will blow your mind. And He will give you the confidence. He will give you the strength to fulfill it as the days roll by. Can I just say this? I just want to finish with, with making this note. Someone needs to hear this tonight. I've, I have a mantra in my life that I decided about 10, maybe 15 years ago to live by. And it's this. God, if you call me, I won't let fear, I won't let self-doubt or lack of confidence stop me. Because here's the truth, right? 
God will never give you more than what you can handle. And so what that means is when He starts to call you into something, don't be worried about what you don't know about. Let Him know. Let him worry about your future. When He calls you into something, He will give you what you need for that something when you get there. But don't let the, the now dictate the future. Don't let the tools in your toolbox dictate what you're going to need for your future. Don't allow your prayer life now stop you because you know your future needs a greater prayer life. You will get there. God has something great for you. Take one day at a time by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Can I just pray over us all here tonight? Father, I just want to thank you for this amazing church, your people. You've chosen every one of us. You've called us. Lord God, with plans, there's seeds in our life. Father, as we move into our future, Lord God, we are determined, Father, to wake up tomorrow not the same as today, to wake up the next week not the same as the week before, and to look at 2020 not the same as 2019. We are determined, Lord God, that we are going to live our best days yet. Lord God, we are, Father, your word says to rejoice because this is the day that the Lord has made. Father, every single day of our life is the best day we've ever lived because we do it with you. I speak that over this church in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message empowers you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We would love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We're so excited to see you there.